there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world. And the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast today. I actually am going to talk a little bit about homeschooling today. Um, Do you know it's my 200th episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast? And so that's very exciting. When this podcast started, I really, it really was more of a homeschooling podcast. But over the years, my ministry has grown to all women that want to walk with Jesus, really. Anybody who wants to simplify their lives and get rid of distractions so they can focus more on Jesus. So often on the podcast, I talk about all different things, mostly about Jesus. But today I thought, you know, go back to the roots and share a little bit about homeschooling. I have so much to say about um, building your families and, you know, grown children. And now that our homeschooling journey is almost over for two of our children, you know, I can really look back and, and give you some encouragement. So whether you're a homeschool family or not, I think you'll enjoy just getting a peek into our homeschooling life today and how everything we do revolves around keeping it simple and keeping God at the center. Um, before I start, I wanted to let you know that my Bible-based homeschooling e-course, as well as my Simplify Your Homeschool e-course, are discounted for this entire month. It started out as a Black Friday sale, and I said, hey, I'm just going to keep it discounted for the whole entire month. You can get both of those courses on sale right now. They are video courses that teach you, the parent, um, some really good helpful, encouraging things for your homeschool. So go check it out on my website at simplylivingforhim.com. Also, my book, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, Not Just a Transcript, is available on Amazon. Would make a great Christmas present right now for a homeschooling mom in your life. We're going to talk a lot today in this episode really about things that are in that book. Also, for the non-homeschooling person in your life, well, I mean, they could be a homeschooler, but really it's it's not a homeschooling book, is my Simply Living for Him devotional. That devotional is for any woman who wants to walk closer with the Lord. It's a 400-page devotional. It's 100 devotions, but each one is broken down into four pages where you can spend time with the Lord, write down your thoughts, your prayers, journal different things, and then I share a little bit of encouragement on 100 different Bible passages. I'd love for you to check it out. It's called the Simply Living for Him devotional, Less Clutter, More Joy. That's also available on Amazon. Would make a really great gift this Christmas for any woman in your life. Give a meaningful gift, right? Time with the Lord. Couldn't get much more meaningful than that. Also, I wanted to remind you that the Simply Living for Him online women's community is growing. We are over 1,100 members right now. We have various groups to do different things to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. It is completely free to join the community and anything that you take part of in the community is always free. We have Bible studies. We have scripture writing and memorization groups. We have a prayer group. 
We have a group that focuses on evangelism, all different things to help you in your walk with the Lord. And we've been growing. I'm really excited. And I'm praying, praying, praying that in 2021, we are going to expand our online community offline and have meetups and do retreats and women's events again because... You know, I really believe we need to be face to face. But right now, while we're all online, we can still grow in our walk with the Lord. And, you know, the mission of that community is for you to um, grow in your walk with the Lord so that when you are out living your real life off of line, you will naturally be reflecting his light in a very dark world. And so you grow in your walk with the Lord, not just for yourself, but ultimately to share the light of Christ with others. This month, we're doing a Names of Jesus mini study for the month of December. And then in January, I believe it begins January 11th. It's a four-week study that I will be leading. And it will be four weeks of video and worksheets and then interaction within the groups. But you are always welcome to do these self-paced. Every Bible study we have, it is archived in the group, so you can always participate at any time. You can participate while it's happening, or you can go back later and read any of the Bible studies that we have done, watch the videos. The one in January is called Sit at His Feet, and we're going to be looking at the lives of Mary and Martha and what it meant when Jesus said that Mary chose the better. You know, we all know the story of Mary and Martha. Martha was busy, you know, doing all the things, the physical um outward things while Mary was sitting at Jesus's feet. And it's not that Mary didn't do good, but why was, uh, I mean, not that Martha didn't do good, but why did Jesus say Mary chose the better? You know, we all begin our new year with goals and planners and things and stuff that we want to do and achieve. And we write things down in those brand new planners and we focus on all the outward stuff. But I want to begin the new year like Mary, choosing the better and sitting at Jesus's feet. So we're going to dig into that. I'll tell you, I've been preparing for that study, and I've been learning so much myself about the lives of Mary and Martha, and we're going to look at them in other places in the Bible rather than just that story and really get an idea of who these women were and all kinds of good stuff. So check that out. It starts on January 11th. You can find out all the information about the Simply Living for Him online community at simplylivingforhim.com community. So today I wanted to talk about homeschooling um, and, you know, share with you a little bit about real life learning and building your family. And, you know, homeschooling is very, uh, there's very little that really has to do with academics. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but if you're a homeschooling family or, you know, right now I know many people have sort of been thrown into homeschooling because of the pandemic, if you are... um, you know, in this homeschooling journey merely for academics, then I want to encourage you to look beyond that, that there's so much more to homeschooling than just, you know, um, uh, books and, you know, memorizing facts and things like that, that homeschooling for our family has been an enormous blessing for our growth spiritually, for our growth as a family, um, and, you know, just walking with the Lord together as a family. And now that I have two grown children that one is two years out of homeschooling, one is about to graduate homeschooling, I can really say with 100% um, confidence that homeschooling has really been about um, 
our family, our families walk together and building that bond and preparing them for life. You know, I always say homeschooling is preparing for life and not just a test. Um, There's so much more to this journey than what we think. You know, it's not about choosing the best curriculum. It's not about choosing the perfect system. It's not about choosing, you know, the schedule of the day. All of those things are important, but without God at the center of what we are doing, it really will all fall apart. I write about this a lot in my new book, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, Not Just a Transcript, because I really believed when my daughter graduated homeschooling, which was back in 2019 now, um, she's in her second year of college, I really felt like as soon as she graduated, everything came crystal clear into focus. I felt like all of a sudden I could look back in the rear view mirror and see with such clarity what mattered and what didn't. And quite frankly, a lot of the stuff that I stressed about along the way didn't matter in the end. When it was all over with, when it was all said and done, when the cap and gown was put away, when the transcript was complete, when the last book was finished, I realized that the things I worried about and stressed about and lived in fear of for the past 13 years did not matter nearly as much as I thought. And now that we're two years into this, we're in her second year of college, I realize even more what the most important things were and are. And yes, they're part of it had to do with academics, obviously, but there was so much more there that really had to do with preparing my child to be an adult and a good godly adult that was following the Lord. And, you know, not to guarantee, I'm never going to say that homeschooling your child is going to guarantee their relationship with the Lord, because we all know that is the Holy Spirit's working and God's working in their lives. And it is not our job to save our children. It is our job, though, to do everything we can to teach them the truth to live it out. You know, disciples will make disciples. So if you are a disciple of Christ and you are living out your relationship authentically with the Lord, that will be something that they will see. um, And you model that for them. So you do everything you can to build your family on the solid foundation of Christ and on the solid foundation of his word. And then you... um, become, I am so sorry, at my phone, I thought I turned the volume down and it just keeps going off. I apologize. Um, and so, you know, you do everything to, to build your family on that foundation of the Lord and then to build your family within to have very strong relationships with each other. So I posted this week on Instagram something, and this has kind of made me think about this as well for the podcast, um, about how, you know, some of the benefits of homeschooling have been just far greater than I realized when I first began this journey. For instance, my son that I always refer to as Farmer Boy, our youngest son who has the animals here on the hobby farm. He's really the one who takes care of all the animals. He wants to be a farmer. He loves the animals. Um, He not only has learned so much through these animals and through farming, um, and we're hobby farmers. We're not real farmers (laughs) by any means, but... He has learned so much through caring for his chickens, caring for his goats, um, caring for his ducks. He has learned 
technical and I would say academic things, you know, sciencey things about the animals and about how to care for them and about, you know, he can tell you every part of the goat and, you know, how the goat's digestive system works. And he knows all the stuff, right? All the academic stuff. But it's also instilled in him a great amount of compassion for his animals, responsibility, discipline, integrity with work, work ethic, um, perseverance. It's taught him like a multitude of things from the emotions of often losing animals um, to then realizing that this is, you know, the way it goes on a farm sometimes. Um, he's learned how to care for the animals. He has learned, like I said, work ethic and discipline where he has been the one for two years since he was 10 years old to go outside every single morning you know, the animals need care, whether it's snowing out, whether it's icy out, whether it's raining out, uh, they need care. And so he goes out every single morning without fail to feed them, to bring them water. It's especially difficult for us in the winter to bring them water when um, the hoses freeze and you can't use the hoses back there in the winter. So we have to, or he has to lug water back there. Um, and that's just part of it. <clears throat> and I've always noticed when he's out there in the morning that he does it with joy and that really shocks me because you know what before he used to care for the animals I did it <laughs> when we first had the chickens and ducks years ago I used to go out in the morning and I can say it's not an easy thing when it's cold and dark in the winter to go out in the early morning you have to really fight your human desire to stay in your warm house and go out there to care for these animals because they can't bring the water to themselves and they need to be fed and they need to be let out and all that stuff. Uh, plus their coops need to get cleaned and, you know, all the stuff. So I noticed he does it with joy. I remember last year watching him walk back one morning in the rain and I hear this sound and it's him whistling. And so I thought, you know, these are the lessons. This to me is more the most important lesson in homeschool than anything. To do your work, to do it diligently, to care for others, whether it's animals or people. Um, and those are the lessons that I believe are shaping him more than memorize your math facts. Now, I know you have to memorize your math facts and those things are important. But without these character traits and without these um, these you know, things, uh, spiritual lessons and physical lessons and all of that, you know, it's about so much more, so much more. So for us, the academics have always been secondary to our um, other life lessons. Life has always taught us more than any book. I will say that 100%. I believe that. I used to believe that when they were young. I believe that now more than ever that they're older. That the most important lessons we have ever learned were not written in my plan book and were not out of a textbook. They were the things that we lived out in real life. And now this, uh, I wrote about on Instagram this week because this past uh, several months during the pandemic time, my older son would, I noticed, start to go out with my younger son in the morning to keep him company when he did the animals. And at first he just started doing it. You know, he's like, oh, I'll keep you company. I'll go with you. He has not missed a day, I would say, in, I don't know, six months at least, if not more, where he has gone out with his brother every single morning and helps him with the animals. And I noticed the other day I was cracking up, because, and I have a picture of it on Instagram. The little guy, he... <laughs> He puts the food and now he has to lug water back there and he fills up like gallon jugs 
So he puts them on a sled and he he pulls the sled back to the animals. And I noticed the other day he's pulling the sled and I hear them laughing and carrying on. And it just brought joy to my heart because here we have the 15-year-old and the 12-year-old. And, you know, it's early in the morning. It's freezing cold. You're pulling stuff on a sled back to the animals. And I just thought, my goodness, you know, what 15-year-old and 12-year-old these days are filled with joy and laughter and camaraderie when they're doing something like that. And it really made me think about the one aspect of homeschooling that I want to encourage you all, if you are homeschooling or you're even temporarily, you know, homeschooling because of the pandemic, really to consider what a benefit it is for relationships in your children. Now, I am not going to say that my kids never fight. I am not going to say that they never fought when they were little, but I am going to say that I do believe that because of homeschooling, just because we spent so much time together because we homeschooled, that their relationships are truly strong because, number one, they only had each other, right? I'm not that they only had each other. Believe me, they have other friends. We're socialized. But a lot of the time they were together and they had to learn how to interact with each other and to, you know, get together. I always said when they were little, I wasn't going to buy into the lie that siblings were supposed to fight and there was supposed to be sibling rivalry. Because why do we say as Christians that, you know, everything Jesus taught us goes out the window because they're siblings, right? We're supposed to love others, consider others above ourselves. We're supposed to consider other needs before ours. We're supposed to love our neighbor as ourself. But for some reason in our society that seems to go out the window with siblings like it was always you know seemed that I was always taught um, that you know brothers and sisters they just fight that's what they do or oh two sisters together forget it they'll just fight or oh two brothers together you know that's the way it is I don't accept that as normal actually because the Bible tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves it doesn't say unless they're your sibling and so we taught our children early on how to deal with conflict resolution and how to deal with each other and we always made it a point to not feed into that lie of like oh well they're the youngest they're the middle they're the oldest you know those stereotypes it's the you have instead of looking at it as a stereotype and maybe a negative thing we looked at it as god gave you a unique position in our family whether it's oldest youngest middle and all of us have those unique positions to work together as a family just like it says in ephesians right the body has many parts and so we all have been given a different job in the family, a different position in the family for a a purpose, for God's purpose. And what is that unique purpose? And, you know, the older ones were always taught that they, you know, were there to encourage the little ones, to, you know, mentor the little ones. And the little ones would look up to the older ones. And so rather than working against the position we have in the family, we used it as, you know, what is the purpose of this position in the family? And how do we glorify God in all we do? The Bible tells us we are to glorify God in everything we do. And so that doesn't say excluding the times when you're with your family and their sibling rivalry, right? We are to glorify God in our behavior. And we are to recognize that God made each child unique in our family And that's exciting. Like he made you the oldest for a reason. He made you the middle for a reason. He made you the boy for a reason. He made you the girl for a reason. Like there's all these things. And so it was very encouraging to me the other day to see how the older one and the younger one um, were working together for the animals and getting along while doing it. I really believe that our um, kids' bonds 
are going to last. You know, I talked to them the other day, actually, I said, you know, we're talking about uh, I got two uh, adults now, you know, children, and one's going to be leaving the nest next year. One's already left the nest. And I'm like, you know what? As long as you all come back, you know, I want you to go live your life and do the things God has called you to do and follow him wholeheartedly. But I pray that we built a family that you'll always come back to, will always have that special bond, even when they have their own families, which, you know, that's that's important. You have to remember that this isn't forever, that we had these wonderful memories and bonds, but our job is ultimately to raise them to then go and leave, to build their own family. But I said, I pray that you'll always know that this is the place you can come back to. Ma is always here. And so it's really a beautiful, bittersweet thing, but really it's it's the way God has intended it. And so I also wanted to explain a little bit to you guys about, you know, I've always talked about how we kept things simple in our homeschool, you know, Uh, that's how Simply Living for Him really started was the very first thing I ever wrote or spoke about was keeping it simple in homeschool. And, um, you know, we don't need to have all the fluff, all the extra stuff. You can find all my homeschooling resources and blog posts and podcasts just by searching homeschool on my website at simplylivingforhim.com. There's even a button, I believe, just for homeschool where you can find a lot of different things I've written or spoke about. Um, But we've always kept it on the simple side because I would get too distracted if I had to, you know, just have so much stuff to clutter up our homeschool. But one thing I always kept in mind was we kept it simple, number one, so we could keep God at the center. Without God at the center, my homeschool means nothing, right? Because we're just a whole bunch of people knowing facts. I wanted God to always be the center of everything we did. And to raise my children, again, like I said, to be adults, not just to, you know, go to college. That was never my main goal was not they have to you know have these perfect academics to get into a perfect college and so we had our first daughter go off to college she went she is going to bible college she's um majoring in uh, ministry right now she's just thriving and so that has been really good but college has never been our end game following god has always been our end game um and if college is part of God's plan for them, then by all means, that's what we'll, they'll do. But we've been very um, aware to not make that our end game, to be very open to whatever the Lord has in store. We did a lot of real life learning along the way. We did a lot of hands-on learning. Um, we were not necessarily test takers that were just training our children to get into college at all. As I say in my book, we were not building a transcript. We were building a family, growing an adult. And so even though one is off at college and she's done very well there, you know, she's she was really prepared um, and she's grown a ton at college, just so much. But now I have my next son who is graduating this year, and he is taking a different path. We've just, um, he's just, I should say, accepted to go into a Christian gap year program next year. Quite frankly, he's not sure what he wants to do. And I said, I am not sending you to college just for the sake of sending you to college. Um, I don't believe that it's necessary at all. And, you know, in some ways it can be fruitful, in other ways it can not be. You really have to weigh what your options are. And so this year for school, it's been very unique for him. 
And I wanted to share that with you as just an idea. Um, we have done this year, he's a senior, and we realized he's probably not going to go to a typical four-year college type of thing. And we decided that, um, you know, to pick his senior year classes, you know, really um, focused. So, you know, I kind of made the mistake with my daughter of like giving her the really hard science with the hard labs and, you know, more advanced this and that. She wasn't going to be a scientist, but I thought, well, I have to keep up with what everybody else is doing. So for him, I really became more focused on, let's look at the end game. If you're not going to be a scientist, we will not necessarily need to push you in those ways. Let's look at the things you're interested in and let's look at the things that will really matter long term and choose those courses. Now he had most of his credits already beginning senior year for what he would need to graduate. He only needed a very few amount of actual credits to to complete graduation and actual classes to complete graduation. So we developed a very um, tailored, and that's what I love about homeschooling. You can tailor it to suit their needs. We developed a very tailored uh, curriculum for him this year. He's doing his history, which is U.S. government. He needed one more credit for that. He's doing his English credit. We're doing British literature. He is doing a stewardship class um, where you he's learning you know, real-life math. He's done up to trigonometry already, so he did not need any more math. He's not going to be an engineer or anything like that. So I wanted him to do real-life math, real li- living math skills, and so he's doing a stewardship course, and then he's doing what we're calling a work study. He's actually only doing school three days a week, And he's working two full days a week in construction. Uh, This past year, he got a job working for a friend who owns his own um, contracting business. He has really enjoyed that. And he is learning so much. When he comes home from work and he talks to me for 30, 45 minutes all about the projects they're doing and you can see the excitement in his eyes. And he said to me the other day, I thought something that was so interesting. I said, you really like doing what you're doing. And he said, I really like seeing a project from start to end. I really like seeing how it goes from, you know, like nothing to then complete. He said, I like the process. And I flashed back to this little boy doing Legos, you know, years ago as all boys love Legos and they build their creations. And we just think they're the smartest boys in the world because they make these, you know, amazing creations. And I just said to him, boy, you went from playing with your Legos to now you're doing real life projects. Isn't that so exciting? And so we don't know, maybe after his gap year program, he will go into that full time. Um, I think it's a great field and he likes doing it. Um, And, you know, so we're preparing him that that could be an option. Although we know full, you know, we are full aware that God can change the plan at any time. Um, You know, my daughter thought she knew what she wanted to do when she graduated high school. And God's changed that plan for her since she's been in college. So we're always open to God's plan. Um, In fact, somebody said to me when she changed her major recently, are there jobs for her in that? And I thought, I don't know. We don't operate that way. (laughs) We operate with we go where God calls us to go. And we trust that, you know, that's what that's what he wants her to do. And I know that sounds very countercultural. Like I'm definitely not the type that's like, well, let's see what the job market is like for this job. I'm 
I'm like, well, let's see what God has in store for us. And let's trust that wherever he leads us, we will go. Um, and that's, life is too short for, for me to follow after what I want, right? We have to follow after what God wants. I don't want to waste my life or my kid's life teaching them to follow after what I want because we only want to be in God's will. And ultimately what God's want, our desires will line up with what he, you know, uh, our desires will line up with what he has in store for us. And so I've always taught my kids that we follow God. I remember when the, my daughter was in high school, she had no idea at one point, you know, junior year, what she was going to do after high school. And I said to her, when people ask you, because everybody's like, what are you going to do after high school? You say, I'm going to follow God, just like I've been doing the past 12 years, right? I'm going to follow God or the past 17 years, whatever it was. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to follow God. And we'll see where he leads. I'm not following after the test scores. I'm not following after the job market. And I know that sounds very, like some people are going to say, Karen, that's so irresponsible. I don't believe that following God is irresponsible. I believe following God, he will lead us where we need to go. He will lead us to the right job. He will lead us to the right purpose in our life. I have never let money be a motivating factor. If I was, if I did, I wouldn't be running a ministry, right? I have never let... um you know, status be a motivating factor. My motivating factor has always been what is God's purpose for me. And that's what I want for my children. So that's what we've taught them in homeschooling. We've taught them so much, um, you know, about light, like I said, life lessons and letting life teach them. There's a podcast in the archives that I actually did with my daughter after she graduated high school. And there's also one that I did with my 15 year old son. So not the one that's in doing construction now and is going to graduate. But my 15-year-old son, he started his own business this past year. And I'll just give him a plug for his business. It's called Sling and Stone, and it's a skateboarding company. He does handmade fingerboards, and then they also have um, customized design, full-sized skateboards. And they have an Instagram account. It's Sling and Stone Skate. And they, my husband helps him with it, but it's his company. And he has learned so much just by this company. And again, the lessons, you know, obviously on running a business are huge, but also perseverance and diligence and character traits. And he gets up early to work on his orders that he has to fill and so much. There has been so much um, that he has learned just by that. And you know, I've said to him and I've said to my other son who's in construction so many times, like you learn so much more doing that than I could ever teach you. I said it to my son in construction right now. I said, when he comes home and he tells me about these jobs and all the stuff he's doing, I said to him, there's no way I could ever teach you that. There's no way I could teach you these skills. There's no way I could teach you... Um, just that work ethic that he's living out, you know, just by sitting with you at the kitchen table and doing math and, and history. There's something to be said for the formal schoolwork that we do do at home and sit at the table and do. But there is so much more out there to learn from real life. So I would encourage you as a homeschooling mom, think outside of the box. Think outside of the 12 years that you have homeschooling. Like, think of like, you know, these, we can, so what I want to say is we can get very caught up. I know I did in the early years of homeschooling, getting caught up in the homeschool life, in the homeschool community, the curriculum discussions, the, you know, systems, the methods, the styles, the co-ops, all the homeschool stuff. 
So much so that it was becoming my identity. It was like, well, I'm a homeschool mom. And, you know, whenever I talk with other homeschool moms, all we do is talk about homeschool, right? We talk about curriculum. We talk about what are we going to do about this and what are we going to do with that? And sometimes you got to get out of that little box and think, this is about so much more. I am teaching my kids literally how to live. I'm teaching my kids, um, you know, preparing them to be adults. Don't get caught up in preparing them for a test. Don't get caught up in building this transcript to make your child look good on paper. Let them really live out being a good person. You know, I hear so many people about oh, that transcript has to be so well-rounded and they have to have this and they have to have that. So what, they can get into a college? No, I would rather my child actually be following God and living out things. Like, it's so hard to, I would say to my daughter when I was doing her transcript in high school, how do I put 13 years of homeschooling and, you know, 17 years of who you are into this one sheet of paper? To me, it was so ridiculous, right? There's so much more to our children. Don't let our children think that we are just watering them down to what's represented on this single sheet of paper. They are so much more than that. They are a multifaceted, dynamic person filled with character traits. And they are somebody that God made uniquely for a purpose. They are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so we want them to be more focused on the real life things than just representing themselves on a piece of paper so they get into a college, right? Follow God. My ultimate number one piece of advice for any homeschooling family, for any family, follow God's plan for your life. Don't try to make your plans and then ask God to bless them. Be open to what he has in store because I can promise you it's far better than you can ever ask or imagine for yourself. I never intended to be a homeschooling mom and his plan far exceeded anything I ever had for my life. My daughter didn't ever intend on being in ministry and going to this Bible college and yet God's plan has far exceeded that. My son, the one who's graduating, he had a plan a couple years ago of what he thought he wanted to do. God has changed that plan and we're watching it unfold now. Don't limit your children by what you think they should do or what the world thinks they should do. Do what God thinks they should do. And so I really wanted to encourage you, if you are a homeschooling family, number one, number one, Focus on God, keeping God at the center of everything you do. Number two, focus on building your family. Like I talked about those sibling relationships, those um, dynamics within the family. Then put the academics in after those things have been first. God, family, and then the academics will follow. If we're putting God first in our homeschool, we cannot fail. We cannot because that is exactly what we should be doing in life, not just in homeschool. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you. That has always been our life verse, our family verse, my life verse and our homeschooling verse. Seek God first. 
don't get caught up in all the stuff, the academics and trying to be this picture perfect homeschooler. Think about your child as a whole person that is growing into an adult. Let life teach them. Life has far, by far been the greatest teacher, far greater than any book, far greater than any curriculum. Life has taught my children, you know, letting them live life with us and, and seeing, you know, everyday life in action. I remember when my kids were little and people would say, how are your kids going to be prepared for the real world if they don't go to school? And I was like, prepared for the real world? I don't think school is the real world, quite frankly. Every single day that they are with me at home and, you know, with us at home and watching us live real life and interacting with people of all different ages and all that stuff, that's preparing them for the real world because they're living in the real world every day. Homeschooling means they are living in the real world every single day because they are with us in everything. When your children are living with you and seeing how you interact with people and seeing how you live life every single day, that is teaching them so much that we, I think, don't realize. We think, no, I have to have the best curriculum. No, I have to have the best, you know, online classes. No, I have to do all this stuff. Literally living life with you is teaching them so much. And so I was so worried when my daughter went off to college. I have to tell you that first week she left, I thought, Everything imaginable. I thought, you know, the whole world now is going to know that Karen DeBuse failed at homeschooling because (laughs) what if she fails out? What if, you know, she doesn't transition well to living away? What if she can't handle being on her own? And every single fear that I had was completely dispelled because she was prepared. And I really truly believe not because of what I did, but because of what God did. So I want to encourage you, homeschooling doesn't have to be complicated. Homeschooling doesn't have to be um, focused on all that outside pressure and all that outside stuff. Focus on God, focus on your family, and watch his plan unfold for your kids. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I have a lot of homeschooling resources out there. I have a Simplify Your Homeschool e-course, which is like a four hour webinar broken up into four different videos where I talk about a lot of these things, how to simplify your schedule, your curriculum, and how to keep God at the center. I also have a Bible-based homeschooling e-course, and that course teaches you how to really keep the Bible at the center of your homeschool. One year in our homeschool, we taught every subject using the Bible as our main textbook. And so I go through every subject in that that video series. There's 20 videos in that course where I break down how you can teach language arts using the Bible, how you can teach history using the Bible, how you can teach science using the Bible, and so on. So you can go check those out on my website. Also, my books are available on Amazon. I have Called Home, uh, Finding Joy and Letting God Lead Your Homeschool. That's been a bestseller for many years, encouraged thousands and thousands of homeschoolers over the years. I also have Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool, and my brand new book, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family not just a transcript. That one really outlines our entire journey from kindergarten 
all the way to high school graduation and really all the things that God did through our homeschooling journey. And um, you can read all about those things. They're all available on Amazon. Also, the Simply Living for Him devotional is available on Amazon. Makes a great Christmas gift for anyone that is looking to spend some more time with the Lord in the new year. Uh, You can find this podcast on all the podcast streaming apps right now. So I'd love for you to subscribe and leave a a rating or review it. Share it with others. Let the world uh, know about my message out there to keep Jesus at the center and get rid of all the distractions in this world. I hope that you're having a great week. I'd love to hear from you. Let's continue the conversation. You can always reach out to me with questions, uh, comment wherever you're seeing this podcast, or I should say listening to this podcast. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.